Welcome to another Rebel FM, episode 246. Woo-hoo. I got... That's very right. Um, <laughs> I'm Anthony Gallegos. Joining me as always is... Well, pretty, yeah, as always, is Arthur Geese. We had this fucking conversation last week. We did. Yeah, but you've always been here. Yeah. Mitch wasn't here last week, though. That's yeah. true. I don't even remember why. Uh, Matt Chandrenay. Hello. I'm the one that's not Mitch. And uh, put that Mitch. On your business card. <laughs> Not, Not Mitch. Mitch. <laughs> We've resurrected Mitch, and he's back. Where was I last week? What was I doing? Playing Walking Dota. Off. You were playing uh, Dota. Playing Dota recording. while we were recording. Yes. Yeah. I can't come out to Oakland tonight. Oh wait! <laughs> I will play Dota instead. You just gotten back from a really strenuous uh, journey. Content, yeah. content yeah. conference in, in Monterey. Monterey. <laughs> Thank you. That was it. I came back from the work thing early yes. not early enough to come which, to oakland and i had no motivation to leave my home <laughs> which was so rough i'm so sure yeah it's really You're hard so sure it's I'm really so hard sure looking at so uh, fish in the aquarium and gazing at pebble <laughs> beach from afar yeah mitch uh, actually hates our audience you can send your letters to letters at each dash sleep game <laughs> what man i don't is the power of speech beyond everyone I'm, this I'm, evening i'm <laughs> No. I'm sorry, but I have no gravitas. You should you should be aware of that. I don't need gravitas, just like Clarity. English enunciation, motherfucker. <laughs> well, that's part of it. Hi, cat. Uh, I guess theoretically we talk about video games, although none of us have played anything. Uh, video so games? It's just the same shit check, I played last week. No one checked out that new DS that came out. No, I've played it, but just not since it launched. Like I played it in Japan last year, but I didn't play. Like, okay. Zelda. I haven't played Monster Hunter at retail. I kind of want one, but so how much of that is thing. wanting it, and how much of that is just wanting a thing? <laughs> Arthur, <laughs> mostly yes. wanting a thing. This you, is the first time in my life where I've looked at a new piece of hardware like that mm-hmm. and resisted, even though it's amazing. I've been like, I just don't need it. Like, I what, literally what, what, don't know where my 3ds is right now. Why is it so amazing? Just, I mean, the screen is bigger, the 3D is stronger. It has uh, eye tracking cameras to adjust the 3D on the fly. So, so you used don't to have be to like, it in one place. If you were Weird. on the BART or a bus and you hit a bump, mm-hmm. you'd like, your hands would jostle and the 3D would go completely fucked and up. And you'd vomit everywhere. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is a non issue with this machine. Weird. It's got a huh. little thumbstick thing that's pretty good. The thumbstick thing is the only interesting thing to me. Not that I've seen any games that are necessarily compelling to me to Monster do it. Hunter. Also, the the OS is faster mm-hmm. on the faster processor, yes. which yeah. is. I mean, it's not like the 3ds has been. It, it just awful. feels like they should have just released a successor. Yeah, a successor. it's a little weird. That's kind of what it is, except that it, has, it like the hardware is significantly different that enough at all. that it mm. can run different, and software. it never will. Well, that that and w- people Man? people that work at IGN and read IGN every day are going to buy it, but not every kid out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not it's not the I same. As, I've seen them trumpet the immediate sales success of it, and I it's fine that it's selling, but I don't think that it's selling to new people. I think it's selling to the same people that bought like the DS the Lite five. immediately, yeah, and then bought a DSi and then yeah. bought a DXi XL. Like they're <laughs> Granted, the people that, that have owned everyone really well for Nintendo because yeah. I think they sold like 150 million DSs. Yep, uh, which the 3DS is not anywhere near. Nope, and probably never will be. Correct. 
<laughs> can, instead of that, can you just say show enough? Show enough. Uh, um, word to your mother. I mean, I just, yeah. don't, I don't know. I don't know uh, what the point of this is. The branding seems about on par with Wii U. I mean, this is the, I don't know. It's, it's almost a Vita equivalent, right? Like it, it is powerful in comparable ways. N- no. No. no, it is nowhere near the gap between the PSP and the Vita. No, I mean like new 3DS is to Vita. What? Any other like previous hardware? Like its its guts are more comparable to Vita than any 3D any DS before it. No, well, no, I mean it's not that much more powerful than the original really 3DS. Like mm. it's running the same games at the same resolution, except a little better. Yeah, and it can run different games that the 3DS can't. Right, but that I mean. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. I mean, Xenoblade is it's a Wii game, which is pretty great. I'm I'm just saying. I mean, first of all, the 3DS has graphics capabilities that the Wii never did. Uh, second of all, the yeah, I mean, it can run Smash Bros. That's on Wii U as well. Like it doesn't different games. Like it doesn't mean much that the last one couldn't do this because the Wii was not <laughs> demonstrably more powerful than the GameCube, and there were games that wouldn't have run on GameCube on the Wii. Like, you can always code for slightly better hardware. Yeah. I mean, I agree that it is not a necessary hardware whatever release, but it's just not... I don't know. I like it. I think it's a cool machine. I think it's a step up from 3DS. I enjoy it enough that I will eventually buy one. I just don't need one today. Right. That, because they're not giving thing. any reason yeah, to do it. Yeah, it's a software it. thing. Like, because Xenoblade yeah. is the only, like, game that's exclusive to the new 3DS. What yeah. do I need that machine for when Dancing All Night is coming to Vita this year? <laughs> Come on! I don't care about Xenoblade. I don't care about Monster Hunter. So, I don't know. I did read a really great post on uh, Eurogamer today, though, about the loot system in Monster Hunter. And at least the most recent Monster Hunters and why it's so unique and compelling compared to loot systems in just about every other game that has a loot system. I don't know about this. It was, uh, well, I didn't know about it either because I'm not a Monster Hunter fan and I don't play it. But uh, in, instead of like going after a, you know, you go for a boss monster, and this is the same thing even in Destiny, and like hoping for a super rare drop. Yeah, yeah. And basically what you're gambling with is your time. And like you're basically spending tons and tons of time trying to get this rare drop. Where in Monster Hunter, your time is always treated more valuably by the developer because you go and you attack a monster. Like, you'll find out that you need a specific ingredient, and you have to do a little bit of puzzle solving. Like, uh, you'll develop a formula, and it'll say, you need the spit of a whatever kind of creature. Oh, so it makes you go out to hunt that specific creature. Right, but but it's not just you go to that creature. You have to be able to target that creature in the right part of its body part to attack it so that, uh, I don't know if it's when you kill it or just when you attack it, probably when you kill it. I'm assuming you have to kill it in a specific body part. Sure. Or deplete the hit points of a specific body part in order to get that resource wow. so it's mm. a little bit it's a lot more detailed into the hunting uh into the hunting aspect of it instead of it being purely randomized now there's a random element to it but it, that's not like it seems like the randomness is much less emphasized and you know it's a different reward cycle i mean one of the reasons why i get frustrated especially with late game mmo stuff like in destiny and like in wow is because I feel like my time isn't being respected. Like the only like we have a letter about this later, by the way. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, I definitely feel like you're right, Matt. I feel like uh, it's very it's a problem endemic to MMOs and Destiny because it models itself after that MMO thing. Yeah. Where when you don't have enough content necessarily to keep people going indefinitely, like Monster Hunter, 
from my understanding, is like a finite game. Like you are playing right. through it. I mean, you can keep going, but there is an end to it. Whereas Destiny, they don't want there to be an end to it. So that's why they rely on the the random drops to make repeatable, grindable things. Right, but it, it seems to me like something like the Monster Hunter system, it, it's basically, you know, like a a tree system that leads to other tree systems in order for you to develop crafting items because you'll <clears throat> you'll get a recipe and you'll figure out that, okay, I need to, I'll just use the one I used before because they used it in Eurogamer, right? You need a, the spit from this specific creature, but you need a specific kind of weapon that'll let you target that better than you are now, which that weapon also has a formula attached to it with various parts that have to be gathered in various different ways as well. Cool. And, uh, I like that a lot. Yeah, I would find that a lot more compelling than uh, the current, the current. I don't know, I mean, uh, it, the, the running MMO formula that people seem to latch on. I mean, this, but this, this sounds like an MMO formula. Like you're crafting stuff to make stuff. Yeah, but it's. But I'm talking about the the element of randomness is much much less in these in the later monster hunters because you're a lot more on skill okay. like, you're, like, yeah. you are putting effort into accomplishing you know what you're going to get yeah right. I mean it, it gives you context for what you're doing as opposed to I'm going to hunt down this monster and when I kill it maybe I'll get a sweet weapon oh shit I didn't do it I guess we'll do it again right. I mean I don't mind randomness as long as it doesn't feel like I'm wasting my time exactly. but that's exactly that's what I'm point. talking about yeah, um, yeah I was going to say exactly... sorry go ahead oh, sorry. I was just going to say destiny like one of the things that I feel like maybe something like Diablo where they make it to where uh, and even to some degree, like like the original EverQuest and stuff, one of the things that they had to help balance that was the idea that like even if you didn't end up getting the random drop item, at mm. least you were in earning experience into like legacy experience bonuses, like or what are they called in Diablo? I forget, but in in uh, EverQuest they were called expertise points that would oh, give yeah, you like, like small the, stat boosts yeah, what and are stuff those like that. Diablo like paragon I points forget. or something yeah paragon points so it's like yeah so even then if you weren't necessarily getting the rare drop at least you gained progress into like a paragon and stuff right. and I feel like that's maybe something that Destiny also, could have like at some point so much fucking loot in a game like Diablo that like going like grinding for one specific weapon over and over again isn't really what you do in that game unless you are like a one one thousandth of a percent of that player base. Right. But I mean, like I, but that's kind of why I prefaced it at the beginning by saying that's my problem with all like kind of late game loot stuff in just about any game, but especially MMOs is because that's all you're left with to do. And I feel like, at least from what I read in this Eurogamer article, the, the Monster Hunter formula seems a lot more appealing, and I'm surprised that more people haven't picked up on it. Yeah. Because it's yeah. also in, in, they also were saying that like, uh, your gear is everything in that game. Like, you don't increase in character stats, and you don't level up. Yeah, you kind of are what you are. You just acquire new items that give you better or different skills to yeah. take down different monsters. I feel like I would get much more of a sense of accomplishment out of uh, putting my time into building something as yeah. opposed to putting my time in to get a random drop. Yeah, because I mean, the, the milestones in that game are the monsters. The monsters mm, are characters. You right. be, like, you start to fear the names of certain monsters because they're fucking terrifying and crazy <laughs> strong. Right. And because you have certain kinds of gear, you're just incapable of killing that monster. Mm -hmm. So your goal then becomes, okay, like, I can kill these specific kinds of beasts. I want to take that one down. Yeah. How do we get there? And you start building toward that. And that's the satisfaction. The, I mean, the reason that they've never really clicked over here is the mechanics. Yeah, it's just like, it's kind of a clunky game. I don't know, Anthony. I think you would really like it, 
but it's just it's very cumbersome to drive. I don't know if that's true because I think that the kind of mechanical issues that the series has had are Anthony is one of the people that would be turned off by that. Interesting. But I, I have heard the, that this is the most accessible out of all of them in that regard. Yeah, I mean, I I've been I'm kind of okay with the controls. They're a little weird, but in as much gosh, she just settled down on the bag. It's so yep. adorable. Cats. I, uh, <laughs> but it's it's so easy to get past that. Like they're a little annoying, but it's nothing you can't handle. It's not like they. Mm-hmm. It's not a preventative problem. I don't know. It's just I don't even really. I'll be completely honest. I don't even really know what monster games are like. But I always felt like they seemed like they were just like button mashy RPGs in a way. Like, and I mean, like so is Diablo in that way. But like, where I'm going to be fighting one target for like a long time to drop yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And see, yeah. that's that's what I thought too until I learned about this. I don't know. Maybe it's just the later couple games or whatever where you target specific parts of a monster in order to gather specific kinds of loot that's pretty awesome we were talking about this with dragon age weren't we arthur when they were talking about the combat for that game after e3 but before gamescom uh-huh. they were talking about targeting specific parts of the dragon including wings yeah yeah that yeah. targeting wings was definitely like a thing yeah at e3 and they that they it. took out yeah, yeah. totally wow. because it made the dragons easier than they wanted because you could ground it it was basically right. like use yeah. your archers and your mages to fuck up the wings because that's down. that's the way the dragons like wreck you in that game is by like flying doing flybys and also like their fucking bullshit like whirlwind wind <laughs> right like, wing bullshits god i need to play that game um in other news, it. in light of the text message I just received from my significant other, let's talk about Year Beast. Yes! <laughs> oh, God. I wasn't going to say anything! Uh, <laughs> she was salty with me today yeah, about it. Was, no. My significant <laughs> other has been texting Mitch today saying, less Dota 2, more cats. We literally, <laughs> like, walked more from, cats. we literally walked from dinner to recording the podcast tonight talking about how, talki- how we should talk about Dota. And now you're talking about Dota. <laughs> Anthony, you haven't played any of the Year Beast with us. That's I don't want to. Uh, I don't not such a bad thing. I was going to say, I don't see why I'd want to. Everything I've heard about it, I'm like, why would I bother? On the one no. hand, hats. Mm. No, on I don't care. Hand, don't care about aesthetic items in Dota, therefore it holds. Right. Almost, it is, it you know, is a, a dark view in how wrecked that's that that game and its mechanics could be. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, is it going to help me get better at regular Dota? It no, doesn't really sound like it. Well, then I'm not going to play it. Yeah, it's uh, the the I saw a bunch of people tweeting about. Whoa, Dota's pay to win now. Is that actually true? That well, mode that mode is... feels pay to win because, mm-hmm. like, you have points that you can spend to upgrade these monsters that spawn every five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you can spend to upgrade and also to order them to do things or have them use abilities. Now and also that money also affects towers. Yeah, and and have towers do shit. They're basically a bunch of almost game breaking shit that you can make them do if you have points. Everybody gets a certain amount of points, but people who bought the crystal maiden arcana that has the cute little wolf puppy that follows you around uh get an extra how many points uh you get shit i think you only get like 2400 like an extra 2400 which is Uh, five bucks you can buy a a pack of that so you can buy like packs of 2400 points for five dollars more uh basically to take the 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 year beast from level one to level three in any of its its categories it costs like fifteen thousand. Yeah, it's 5,000 to level it up to level 2. It's 10,000 to level it up to level 3. So you need 15,000 just to level it to its max. That on doesn't include thing. using it yeah, on one of the skill tracks. That does not include 
the thousands that you would need to use like global silence or thunder gods or global chakra you get like a hundred points for winning a match of of any match of dota right now yeah which is yeah which is minuscule it's enough to give it a double damage boost and to teleport it um, i just don't get like why would it why other than hats why do you play it? So it's, it's interesting. I think it's a fun, silly, experimental thing. Like I like yeah, but the I don't dynamic th- I, of having a new creature in the mix and having to prioritize protecting it and I immediately just, killing the enemies. But it's like I, a very different game. It's not Dota. We talked about this a lot at work today. I was gonna say it sounds like it sounds like what Strife is doing. Strife I mean, it has, is it is Dota. Like it is still recognizably Dota in that if you know how to play Dota, like the basic mechanics of it are the same. Sure. It just makes you look at characters in a different way, and that isn't bad. It's just that teams that have more points are at an advantage. Period. Correct. Like I just, I just have no interest in it. No interest in hats, and I don't even have enough time to get good enough with Dota as it is. It just, it's like, why would you spend time with this? It's mode? a scary look at what the game could be if Valve were serious about like selling more than just cosmetics. Yeah, I yeah. mean the, the sentiment at work between which they won't like Brian. in all likelihood this was probably an experiment by them. That's exactly. all it was. Yes, this is them testing how far the community will go. Like, yeah. How much know. are you willing to spend? I mean, I wouldn't. I'm saying that it might even be farther than that. Like not just like that, but like I know for a fact that Gabe Newell, who funds Foundry, the organization that I was doing teaching with, like part of the mission of that organization is to do testing. So. And research, and so like one of the things they're doing is they have uh, like the very first commercial version of an eye tracker that's made by Steel Series, and they're tracking children playing Dota to see as they go from novice to competency how their eye tracking changes, which they'll then give to to Valve, right? Wow! So it's like um, they're always looking for experiments, and since they have so much income and that game's obviously very successful, I wouldn't be surprised that everything where they do with this is just an experiment like even if they know like this will piss people off don't matter it's just an experiment i mean they don't have anything like, to lose a million people were playing concurrently they set a record yeah, with this that and that's that's the other thing is that as much as this may wreck things like it is so popular that yeah, it, it is fucking breaking steam like once a day <laughs> well I, I will say that uh that that pay to win type mechanics too while it is like the worst thing you can possibly do in america and the west in the east is totally accepted like yeah. that is uh, is fine for a lot of games especially in china they're like yeah duh you should be winning if you're paying well right that's so. why like everybody who's actually gonna buy like the gold apple watch and wear it they're all gonna be like in china and in the east <laughs> because like you know in in the west anyway it's it's mostly considered uh a bad idea to showcase your wealth on your body it's like yeah. it's not a thing that like we really accept as it's gauche, you know. Uh, but in um, but yeah, but over there it's still perfectly acceptable to do that, and yep. uh, in fact encouraged, you know, to to showcase your wealth. So, you know, a pay to win system makes a lot of sense in in that market. In this, it's it's pay to get hats. Like right. the reason that it's so popular. <laughs> like and you're gambling and, your time. Like, if you're trying to find a game yeah. of Dota when the year... So the Yerbeast thing comes up, like, every few hours. Like, yep. if you're trying to find a normal game of Dota when this is happening, you will wait forever hmm. until, so, like, this is done. Because nobody you, wants to play anything but this. Yeah. And see, in in my mind, the... Uh, fuck, I can't believe I'm talking about Dota. But... Uh, <laughs> we did it! In, I win. In, 
in my mind the the way the way that this shakes out is that it proves to Valve that these fun commu- that these fun things are good for the community because everybody gets into it, and you know it creates kind of a a dual system, sort of like what exists in uh, in some MMOs, and you know like wow, there's all the there's the people that are like super into PvP and that's all they want to do, and there's even like you know tournaments around wow PvP and stuff like that. And then they have all of these like stupid events that go on uh, all year, every year, like every possible holiday made up and real that they can emulate. Yep. Um, and you know, it's stuff that's just community building, but doesn't really affect the main game all that much. And, and this, I can see Dota. Doesn't. Yeah, I was going to say I can see Dota going the same way because, you know, the vast the ninety nine point nine nine percent of Dota players are never going to be pro players. They're not interested in being pro players. They just want to play with their friends. Yeah. They may fantasize about it, but that's as far as it'll go. And but stuff like this gives them uh, it, it refreshes their experience with the game and refreshes their experience with each other. So it keeps them playing I guess without the nice affecting thing, like the pro level kind of stuff. The nice thing too about the year beast, at least as far as I understand it, is it's it seems like it would definitely shorten the games, right? Like oh yeah, the games yeah. can usually like a lot of the <laughs> games are between fifteen and twenty minutes. We wanted okay. eleven minutes once. Um, That's what I was wondering. I we was also thinking watched that friends play for an hour. You yeah. can't if if depending on how the year beast it comes into the equation, you can't make the game drag. You can't out. have your yeah. like your year beast Vietnam moment yeah. where like okay. it just never ends. You get stuck okay. in the woods yeah. forever. <laughs> and okay. when it gets late enough, that year beast just kind of becomes irrelevant, and it becomes about the super strong heroes fighting each other. I don't know. I have never seen a game of that where the year beast is irrelevant, oh, especially man. when it's like th- it's refreshing spells next to it 50% of the time. That's true. Now that like we've seen... So we watched a game. I don't know <laughs> if you were there. There was a, a, a game we watched our friends play that was 60 minutes long. And they didn't have the gold or the ability points to upgrade it to level three, so they just sat there, both teams with these useless monsters <laughs> that Where, spawn and instantly died because the heroes were so strong. Another game like today, I watched Crispy and his friends play and upgrade the beast's speed path to level three, which Refresher. creates an aura around it that will refresh a spell used near it fifty percent of the time. So just to be clear, this thing is all about like Lunar New Year and stuff, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's Chinese so New it's, Year, yeah. Uh, so it's totally geared towards China. Okay. Yeah. Uh so he's Zeus. Zeus is a character that like calls down lightning on every enemy hero on the map. Like no matter where they are and, and does damage to them. And reveals their location. Right, which normally has a considerable cooldown and stuff. Which like the that. beast can also do, by the oh. way, if you pay the points to do it. So first he had the beast do it. Then he cast it himself. Then it refreshed his lightning bolt, and he cast it again. And then he hit refresher that he bought and cast it again. And then the beast fucking refreshed it again. Like, which so is enough gross. to kill anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's like 4,000 <laughs> like, damage. <laughs> it's, it's more like 2,500, but at that point in the game, like, that's enough to kill anyone. Yeah. Like, just by him clicking the R button for four or five times. So like, let this be a lesson to Arthur's significant other to never talk about not talking about Dota. I mean, the, <laughs> it brings it out. Like part of it is me uh, like poking at her. The other part yeah. of it is, is that like, that's like the only thing that that's most of us played. have played. Yeah, the, and there is some, and um, there is an interesting aspect to it. That's not like normal. Dota. Yeah. I mean the others, like I played some master chief collection, which, Hey, guess what? Halo CE is still really good still on legendary. Hello. Uh, and I played a tiny bit of Scream Ride today, which is really fun. I watched you guys playing some Screen Ride. That um, looked really cool. It Mitch, sounds so stupid when I hear about it's it. <laughs> but it's so such a good idea. 
fucking fun. It's uh, you know, like yeah. I always think about that game. Uh, the demo's out the now. Yeah. On? Sorry. Yeah, yeah there out, is a demo. Out. Yeah, I, I have the retail version for review that I just got right. today. But Sorry. No, it's fine. What, what's the what's the one? What was the the wrecking game on N sixty four? Uh, Blast Core. Blast Core. I love that game because like I didn't care about anything except for the fact that I could run through buildings and knock them down. Yeah, I mean the mode in we were giant playing vehicles is basically Angry Birds, but you throw humans <laughs> right. at skyscrapers. Right, and it's really satisfying yeah. to watch them collapse and fall apart. Yeah, and then like building a roller coaster seems really cool. I would love to build a roller coaster with like crazy jumps and shit. <laughs> yeah, no that kidding. Plays with the physics. <laughs> Well, and the idea that this tech could be in the next crackdown is really compelling. Yes. Right, and that's like the supposition, right? That this is like a half tech demo for yeah. what crackdown yeah, is. Yeah, that's what I've been saying since we first. Uh, so, is it a is it? It's not a retail game, is it? No, it's it is forty bucks. It's oh, okay. forty bucks. Yeah, uh, and thirty on Xbox three sixty. Oh, cool. Same game, right? The the destruction stuff is significantly scaled say. back on the oh, three sixty. Yeah, that makes sense. So forty Probably. bucks. It's weird. I feel like this is a game I've heard hardly nothing about. Yeah, they announced it, and then that was basically it. And yeah, nobody paid yeah. attention because it's called fucking Scream Ride. I just wonder if it's going to be another Project Spark, like just sent out to die. No, basically. well, Project Spark is something that was in beta for forever. That's true. Yeah. And then it just sort of pooped out God. in the fall. I forgot about that game and that. So yeah, but they didn't even promote it when it was in beta. So. Uh, they did. I don't know. I just I, Project Spark is like an application. This is a game. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I just um, wasn't sure because it still sounded like. I just got that vibe because it was like constructing tracks and making your well, thing. Well, yeah, but I mean, so. it's it's like uh, the tycoon games in that regard mm, that you mm. build roller coasters, like crazy fucking roller coasters that you can then ride. Okay. Y'all and remember Thrill Ride? It's kind of like that. Except there's no park management. Yeah. You it's all just... about keeping people happy. Like, there, there, are three ki- there are three campaigns in the game. There's the... The riding campaign, which is where you sort of go through these different tracks and race on them, and there are, like, different objectives, like... One of the objectives on the first track is to derail and destroy a building, like, or to fill your turbo bar or to use an entire turbo bar without derailing, um, which is a little more challenging than it sounds like on its face. Uh, and then there's the construction track and the destruction track. So like there, there, there's a lot of shit in this game. Uh, and for 40 bucks, that seems pretty okay. I don't know. Yeah, I'm into it. I can't wait to play more. Um, and get my achievements on my account. I practically had to to take the controller away from Mitch. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. We were we were trying to start the episode. Mitch's like, no, I'll break shit. I got a dirty look. Um, <laughs> yeah, Scream Ride is good, but the main thing we were going to do this week is read a bunch of letters. Yes. Well, yeah, I was going to yeah. say I have, I have a bunch of Twitter questions it's been a while. as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. I flagged a so, bunch of emails so we can check those out. Uh, Mitch, your phone is probably mostly charged. Yeah, it's point. ready to go. If you got it over there, just can use my room. laptop if you want. No, I have a cat in my lap. I can't get you. <sighs> no, get look up. at this cat. You can move right. a cat, Man. Arthur. Well, we can we can take a break for a second and then come back and do some letters. Or we could just, just you know just press on vamp Matt vamp Matt vamp about what. Nobody wants to know what's going on in my life. How's Wasteland? Uh, it's still pretty good. The character models are frustratingly awful, but that's not the point of that game. Um, how so? How, how are they awful? Oh, they're just terrible. I mean, they're, they're super low poly for good reason. Oh, uh, it's because the way that the game is done. It's like supposed to look like a sprite-based Unity game. Yeah, and exactly. And it does that. Yeah, but every time I open my your paper doll thing for your inventory and look at the models, I'm just like, ugh. I have a how friend are, who's making a uh, a courier for dota 2 so i'll have to pimp that at some point when it nice. goes live awesome. I, I, one, one friend made it the other friend upstairs that lives above me is currently animating it and it's really awesome. good 
It <laughs> is an adorable corgi. So. Oh, that's oh the best. shit. So I've been giving them feedback on what I think will sell better. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's great. <'cause laughs> yeah, I, good idea. They, I, th- I think they wanted to make something more serious maybe at some point, you know? Yeah. Like, it doesn't sell. But exactly. Yeah. P- I, that's, that's, my, that's the bottom Breeders line when it comes to careers. They want them to be dopey and stupid and cute and silly. Like, yep. that is what people want. We play with a guy who careers. exclusively uses his skateboarding bird and refuses to upgrade the courier because it will not <laughs> skateboard anymore. <laughs> who does that? <laughs> yeah, you're right, in. What's up, guys? Hey, so hey, far, you like three hey, for three in predicting game delays. Oh, God, what? what so games? I present you with the following question. Uh, oh, no. It was, I think it was, shit, I can't remember. Bloodborne. Bloodborne was one. Mm. The Witcher. Yeah. Battlefield? I don't can't remember what I it can't was. Remember. I don't know what the other one was. Arthur is really good at predicting delays. We did, delays, we did so. predict, predict a lot, yeah. Uh, so I present you with the following question. Uh-oh. Which AAA game will be delayed from their current set date into 2016 or otherwise? My bet is on The Division. So is mine. And <laughs> Rainbow Six being pushed back. I don't feel like The Division can the division will get canceled. delay because it, it hasn't been given a date. Correct. As I uh, say, it'll get canceled or released this year. That's my guess for it. Uh, really? Wow. Oh. That bad, huh? One in three chance Uncharted 4 doesn't make this year? I have been kind of thinking about that, too. I just don't... Was it you and I who were talking, like, where does this fit? No, because I... Based oh, no, on it was what Microsoft we, stuff. Microsoft has enough stuff launching this fall that they are probably going to have to push something. Hope you weren't um, expecting Quantum Break in 2015. Right, so Quantum Break, I think, is a game that has a decent chance of getting pushed back because Microsoft has... Uh, so they've got Halo 5... They've got Forza. Tomb Raider. They've got Tomb Raider, which is an exclusive on Xbox One and 360. Fable Legends. Uh, Not to mention they have Call of Duty. Like, Call of Duty uh, might as well be a Microsoft release that they know they have to compete with. Um, There was another one that I was thinking. They also have... Uh, that's in development right now that I don't know it's going to come out this year or not. But it kind of has to based on some other stuff. Uh, We should talk because I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. You just don't remember right now. Um I think you're wearing a t-shirt of it right now. No. No? Okay, this I want This is Dota t-shirt. Okay, then it's definitely not that. <laughs> that uh, shit would be weird. And then Quantum Break. So they have like seven projects. So Quantum Break was the only Xbox exclusive, the only big Xbox exclusive I can think of that wasn't in their MPD look forward to 2015 list. This, which is kind of a, a, a pretty yeah. big red flag. Yeah, and the, I think the it thing is, they were saying 2015. It, well, that's the thing. Like, it's it, it sounds like that game is on track, but then again, Alan Wake always sounded like it was on yeah. track too. <laughs> uh, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Quantum Break slip to 2016, <laughs> yeah. especially like early 2016. Yeah, I feel um, this way about a lot of games that like don't necessarily have dates, but people are kind of expecting them to come in 2015. Yeah. Like, if, I hope you're not waiting for Final Fantasy 15 this year because surely a 2016. Don't game. expect Black Tusk's Gears of War game this no. year. Um, oh yeah, no, I mean you'll see it, and it'll be like for next year. Yeah, I I so. think we might see a teaser this year, but I don't know. I don't, Scalebound isn't coming out this year. No, Phantom Dust uh, isn't coming out this year. Maybe ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> Sadly, uh, I think that they'll keep that project going. Um, <laughs> what state it releases in? Hey, yeah, good point. Um, Battletoads is this year though. I'll Battle bet you Battletoads is coming this year. You think? Yeah. When? I just hope. I don't care. Just yeah, I I just don't like. I don't. That's the thing is I don't know what Microsoft would announce this year at E3 uh, and say it's coming this year because they already have so many of their sort of published games you know coming out happens? this year. I bet they announced Battletoads and it's out today. That, would, that doesn't seem like Microsoft at all. No. Um, 
as far as like what Sony has coming, we don't really know. Like Sony has a lot of space on the calendar to announce stuff. And I've heard that they're going to have a good show. Like, yeah, I mean, we don't know what a lot of their studios are doing. Bend has been mysteriously working on God knows what. For it's a, it's years. like a horror game. Bend is working on. It something. was. It's like concept art has been leaked for that. <laughs> show. Oh, I know. Something, yeah, cool. something unreal. I know that uh, much. Sh- uh, hmm. Gorilla is theoretically working on something. New IP. Um, except they're teasing a kill zone thing as well. Fucking great. Uh, <laughs> which I thought maybe just would be the Vita port to PS4 or uh-huh. something. Oh, um, I would. I'd that would play make Mercenary sense. again, maybe. Yeah, I, I think the response to that was generally more positive than Merc- mercenary would be a Mer- i was gonna say mercenary would be a vastly better killzone game than the last one shadowfall so, especially if they could make it look really 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 pretty that'd be cool they probably could it's been a while since it came out um so uh other stuff that gets delayed overwatch doesn't have a release date but i wouldn't be surprised if that doesn't enter a beta that people can play until next year mm-hmm. really yeah, Dude, yeah i bet that beta, blizzard beta thing i bet that beta opens up shortly after pax Really? That's soon? That. Yep. Yeah, I'd take you'd that take too. You'd take that bet as in like you would bet against Mitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd bet against Mitch in that regard. One uh, dollar. Uh, Sold. Fuck, what else? Um, what else has been announced? I'm trying uh, to think of what's even supposed to come out this year. Batman Keep- is May, right? June. Batman will come out. That's already yeah. been delayed once. That's Yeah, but it was also announced as having a release date when it was practically non-existent. Yep. So, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if Batman got delayed until fall. Because Warner Brothers doesn't have another big game for fall. That's true. Mortal Kombat's this summer, too, isn't it? Yep. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? I mean, Bloodborne really is going to come nothing. out. Yep. Now. I would assume that game is basically gold. The Witcher. <laughs> Just time's the charm, boys. <laughs> I guess it could come out in May. I would. They're, they're be not surprised. afraid to delay stuff. I'll say I that. I would be surprised if The Witcher came out in September instead of May because why? I May releases don't sell unless they're Rockstar games. Right, I'm going to fast forward to the end of 2015 on Wikipedia, video game releases list. Read you some games. We're going to see if we think that game is coming out in 2015. Um, God, man, remember when Gone Home was supposed to come to consoles? I yeah. don't think that's ever happening. I agree. Every time I get like a Majesco investor statement in my email, I think that that's the one that's going to be like, we don't exist anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, online. I think that's coming out in summer. I mean, they have a press conference at E3, so maybe that's like a big like, please care about this game on consoles. No, <laughs> no. I mean, they may talk about revealing it on consoles, but I think that'll be largely. I mean, they to, canceled uh, the beta and then they delayed yeah, the yeah. console versions to June. I think it'll be yeah, talking about that, obviously, but then it will also be about uh, showing off whatever their new Fallout game is, and then probably since they're having Can their we own not talk about that, please. Which one? <laughs> I don't want to get I don't want to get worked up about Fallout right now. Um, but I think it'll be that, and then I also and then I also think it'll end up being uh, a little bit of uh, discussion of games that they're going to publish because they've they've tried their hand at publishing other people's games several times. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they they snagged up. Some they're small not doing things. that anymore. They're you don't buying. Think so? No, they're buying studios and publishing their own shit. I think that they've had enough of trying to manage external studios. What's up, Prey? Yeah, yeah, but that was a, with their own IP. I'm saying in the past they've just licensed stuff out. I don't know. I wouldn't. I just feel like they may try that again. Uh, I don't think Doom Four is coming out this year. I agree with that too. Oh yeah. I would be surprised if the beta came out this year. 
I'm looking at this list and it's like a bunch of games that I haven't heard from in so long. Like, remember Battlecry? Remember Fortnite? Oh, wow. Like, there's so many games. I that think Fortnite comes out this year. I hope so. Um, yeah, I think Fortnite comes out this year or it never comes out. So I would. Agree I feel with that, that way about uh, Battlecry. The Bethesda MOBA kind of thing? Team Fortress Two medieval-y thing. Um, Homefront is allegedly set for 2015. No, no. I don't think that game no. even exists anymore. No, 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 <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Battleborn, I'd be surprised. We shouldn't laugh. We shouldn't laugh at that. That's people's jobs. I no, guess. yeah, I'm not laughing. Like a different studio is working on Homefront now. Like, yeah, didn't they got moved to totally different people? Correct. Yeah. Anything made anything made by Crytek, I would say, is suspect. Yeah, he's, at this point. he's he's laughing. At, he's laughing at the idea of it coming out in twenty fifteen. Yeah. No, I I think it's awful whenever anything gets canceled or people lose their jobs. But I would Wikipedia, say, yeah, any, I think it's anything, great. Anything well, from Crytek to suspect. Wikipedia people game. have uh, put Minecraft story mode for twenty fifteen. That's fucking crazy. From Telltale. Yeah. Oh, that's one hundred percent twenty fifteen. I would put a dollar on that. Oh, okay. We got two dollar bets. God damn it. <laughs> Someone um, else is gonna have to make the spreadsheet for this shit because I'm not doing it. Uh, no Man's Sky. <laughs> uh, I could see no. that getting delayed. I mean, no I hope not. Be, I hope not for Hello Games, just because I, I don't think they're. I don't think they have that much no money. No Man's Sky early access October. Uh, well, there you go. Interesting. That doesn't count as coming out. It will be available for purchase on PlayStation 4 as an early access title in, November, in October. Interesting. Um, need for Speed's coming out this year. I forgot about that. They're going to yeah. announce a Need for Speed game this year. Hmm. I guess they... Well, I mean, that's they had Those a Need for Speed come game come out last year. Yeah. So, didn't they? Yeah. So I mean, they did not have one last year specifically, so they could have one this year. Quantum Break, I don't think, is coming this year. Battlefront will be this year. Has to be. I bet that game is October, same time as Battlefield usually is. Two months of playtime, then Episode Seven DLC. Uh, right, there is a Star Wars movie this week. Holy moly! Holy Anthony, it's moly. Gonna, oh my god, Anthony, we get to go see Star Wars Episode Seven together. Oh, that's gonna be so good. We get to wait in line for fourteen hours together. Need to watch that the first time by himself. Don't care. Yeah. Uh, the Swipe beta is 2015 on Xbox One this year. I'm not convinced it'll come out. I think this that'll year. be out before E3, honestly. The, g- the game? Wow. No, the beta. Oh, the beta. Yeah, the beta for sure. Wait, the what? Smite, Smite. beta. Oh, for sure. That's I mean, being, that's that being done. For a long time. That's being done by the X Zombie people. That game is basically. The beta is done. So It's ready. Yeah. Uh, you know what game I don't believe for a fucking second is coming out in 2015 is The Legend of Zelda. And, oh, the one that they like teased. Yeah. You don't think so? No. I feel like Nintendo's actually been pretty good with Wii U about hitting their dates. It's an open world game, right? I just think that it's had the same team on it for years. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we normally see more of those kinds of games. If the, it's, it's actually coming out, this I year. think I I think it'll be out this year. Okay. Um. Will we well, ever see Splatoon? Uh <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, a long that's list no. of games. Why am I throwing my phone away? I need that for emails. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, Basically, we think nothing's coming out in 2015. No, I think that there's a ton of shit coming <laughs> out in 2015. There's too much shit coming out in 2015. I would give like a one in five chance that Tomb Raider gets delayed till next year. Ooh. I feel like Microsoft would have a hard time letting that, let happen. that happen. I don't yeah. think Microsoft would let that game come out broken. That too. I don't trust any of them anymore. The amount of <laughs> money that Microsoft is putting into that game. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. 
I think that there are several games, high-profile games, that will get delayed. Uh, I think that there's stuff that hasn't been delayed, that hasn't been announced yet this year that will end that up will delayed get delayed. After oh yeah, it's that's announced. that's very true. Yeah, we will hear um, from a uh, Dutch listener whose name I'm going to abuse. <laughs> Jop Olsthorn. Hopefully that's correct. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Hi, Rebel FM crew. This year, my New Year's resolution is to not buy games at all. I wow. choose to do this because I have so many great games to play for my backlog. Hmm. XCOM, Skyrim, and South Park are some of the gems on that list that deserve to be played. And this is the only way I see that I'm ever going to play these games I already own. How do you guys deal with your ever-growing pile of shame? How do you decide which games never to play, even though you bought them at some point? Keep up the good work. Um... Yeah, I, I, I don't, can't answer that question. Yeah, I don't have yeah. like a method to my madness. It's basically like at some point when I am not overloaded with work and stuff to play, I will go looking through like my Steam list and I'll be like, I never did play that. I guess yeah. I'll give it a shot. I used there's to be as really much. Obsessed. Sorry, go ahead, Anthony. There's as much sense to how I play games as to how I decide to eat food in a cupboard. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's like I, I literally look at it and I'm just like, that sounds good right now. And then I shove it in there and then, I, and then I'm like, no, it don't taste then good. Then I pull it out. And, and forgets about it. <laughs> right. Or sometimes I'm like, I need to eat three things all mixed together. And so. uh, <laughs> I used to be obsessed about the kind of games I play or like how much I would play a game. Yeah. Like in a previous life, I would have started the order and been like, oh, I can't, I have to finish it. Right. Now I don't give a shit because it's not, like, if something is not amazing, I don't, I just don't care. Yeah. Like, there are good games. Or, like, very specifically relevant to my interests. Yeah. Like, I'm finally getting around to playing the Banner Saga. Oh, yeah. I just installed on my iPad. Good. Yeah. I I thought about buying on the iPad, but people said, like, the animation's too good. Played on a PC and no regrets. Uh, So I'm playing that, like, but I'm doing it between Dota queues. Like, oh, we have time to kill between Dota matches. I'll knock out a mission. And they're, they're fast. Right, so that's they... that's the thing that I was going to say. Like, any answer that Mitch gives about his backlog that doesn't involve <laughs> I ignore it and play Dota is fucking bullshit. Exactly. Uh, because I... And we have a couple letters about this, too, that maybe we'll read. But, like, as I have less and less time for games, I start focusing on, the f- on fewer games that I want to play. I am focusing on... I'm focusing very intently on a select few games that I want to play. Yeah, and, and I'm much more of a of a mood gamer than I used to be. Right. Like yes. I have to be in the mood to play a certain kind of game instead of just playing something because all of my friends are playing it right now. That means I have to play it too. <laughs> and I used to be all about that or whichever was the brandy the brandest newest thing, you know, um, or something where it would be like. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it, it was all based around like social stuff, and now it's more based around like all right, I'm at home on a Saturday and I have the time to play something. What am I in the mood for? Which is a question that I didn't used to ask myself very much. We got a, uh, sorry, just to interrupt real quick. We have a related letter from Tanner that will continue the conversation. Tanner writes, as I get older in life, I find that I have less time for games. And as such, I find myself more interested in shorter self-contained experiences like a game of Dota yeah, or a dungeon in Darkest Dungeon, hmm. which I, I agree. I've been doing that too. Yeah. Do you guys think that this is, do you guys think that it is a general trend lately that games are becoming bloated and tend not to respect the player's time? Yes, I actually, mean, I do. I think it is. I think it's happened with some games, but you know, it's like I I always go back to you know the the '90s and the early aughts when if a game shipped with less than 25 hours of gameplay, everybody screamed about getting ripped off. I remember like One Up commenters being that same way. Yeah, it was uh, it was a big thing for a really long time, and you know, and then Gears of War came out, and I think it was the first like super big 
retail release that only had like you know eight ten hours of gameplay and people were like what it's really short but it's so good and then other people were like oh wow we can actually compact our experiences and put a lot of gameplay in a short amount of game time yep. and I, people will still buy it for any publisher that isn't like activision with a, with a call of duty game or like that level uh ignoring destiny which is like a totally fucking different can of worms no. uh any like developers think that if their game doesn't have a crazy amount of quote replay value or doesn't have a isn't really long, is something that people are going to trade in, yeah. like, really fast. Right. Um, That's the multiplayer that was part of Gears of War to the point where like they're adding, they are bloating their game out like so that they can say that it's this long. Yeah. Like that you're going to get quote value for your game. Well, we're seeing people blow up about this right now with the order. People are terrified that the order is shorter than they would deem ideal for a single player only retail experience. Right. But I hope it's short actually. Partly. I'm the same way. Well, <laughs> uh, I mean, part of that, I guess, is that the order doesn't have multiplayer. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's single. It's a campaign only thing, which I, is very atypical for a lot of games right now. Well, right. for a shooter, it's especially for a shooter. Of, but yeah. I mean, it's the alien problem. Like, Alien is a single-player-only game, and it was way too fucking long for right. a lot of people. There are a lot of problems with Alien. Its length is one of them. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, The Last of Us is a game that is way too fucking long. Like, Uncharted 3 is a game that's too long. Like, yeah. uh, Both had multiplayer. I don't think Halo 4 is, but Halo 4 is, is actually pretty short. Um, like, I think that, that there are a number of games that are, are intentionally made longer than they should be because people are afraid of what's going to happen if it gets out there that they're too short. Um, yeah. I think the order has other issues and well, uh, we can sure. talk about that later. Well, yeah. where, where is like the, the, uh, I, to kind of address the question directly. I already forgot his name for the Tanner. letter. Tim Tanner. Oh, Tanner, uh, to address Tanner's question directly. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I agree with you guys that, uh, some games are being deliberately bloated, but I really do look forward to the experiences where, I could play. I can sit down and play a game in one sitting. Yeah, like I could watch a movie or yep. something. Sit you down, know, like, knockout journey. I mean, that's that. Yeah, really knockout is journey. Yeah, or like for me, it was back in the day. It was sit down and like I, I must have played uh, um, Eco like ten times because Man. I could play it in four hours. I did the same with Sons of Liberty. I could knock through Metal Gear Solid two in three <laughs> hours. <laughs> nice. Um, so I just had it down. And I used to do that a lot when I was very small and I would play a lot of Nintendo games that you could beat in half an hour yeah, or yeah. an hour. You could just play it over and over and Fuck over yeah, I'll again. Yeah, play Turtles in Time again. With, right. <laughs> with regard to to the order, like, I said this on Twitter and a bunch of people complained about it because people were stupid. Uh, <laughs> stupid. Like, the possibility of it being five hours, like, made me more interested in playing it. Because yeah. I would yeah, like to sit down, like, on a Saturday morning and be finished with the game by a Saturday afternoon. Right. Like, that sounds great Even if it's as me. bad as I expected it to be. But that's the thing, is that, like, people I trust who, have, who are reviewing that game have said it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like, that it is a bunch of quick time sequences, yep. that there's a story that doesn't make any fucking sense, and characters that are totally, tonally inconsistent from right. one moment to the next, mm-hmm. uh, that the shooting is so-so, like, and that the only decision you're making at any moment is what order you're going to shoot enemies in. And that, like, none of that sounds good to me, despite the fact that it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Like, mm. It just sounds like a boring way to spend five to seven hours. Yep. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to do that. No. Uh, it's why like, I keep coming back to Dota, because I can get that fulfillment of start to finish character arc, 
satisfaction and progression and accomplishment and collaboration, I can get that in 40 minutes. Well, I'm such a story-driven guy that, like, I would rather have a game that's, you know, six hours full of incredible story than have a game that, you know... When I went back to play Half-Life 2, uh, oh, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe four or five years ago. Yeah, I'm like, this game is way too long. Well, the, the story is so good. Right, exactly. I was like, man, in Half-Life 2, the base game, the, the, the story elements that are there are so good. I would rather have a game that was like a third of the length and have just more of those story elements. Even Half-Life 2, like, yes, it is way too long. And there's some stuff that if it wasn't there, the game would move a little faster and it'd feel better. There's no moment in Half-Life 2 where I'm thinking, I'm... Board. I don't want to do that. Yeah, Half-Life right. 2, I wouldn't like say, the fourth I, I, salvo of helicopters dropping people off. Yeah, I wouldn't like, say Half-Life 2 is way too long, but I, I I think it's broken up into good digestible chunks, which it, that's... It, I, I think it's way too well. long now. Yeah. You're right. Some games don't do that very well. You know, it's like, I feel like there are a lot of games I reach and I reach very clear stopping points that are really mm-hmm. convenient. And it's almost like they planned it out that way, you know? like. Yeah. And those are the games that I feel like I can get into. Which is why maybe I have a harder time with open world games because I feel like open world games are almost never done in a way where you reach a stopping point. Yeah. So, but like, there there are games that are like eight hours long that I feel like are too long, (laughs) and then there are games like Skyrim where I'm like, man, I sure would like more of that. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's not about how long it is; it's like about how it's respecting my time. I well, it's it's about it's about how compelling they can make their gameplay loop, and to last Mm -hmm. for that long. And a sense of discovery and like sort of anima, like your your ability to make decisions like anime? to matter. Yes. No. A sense of anime. Yeah. I mean I mean you're I want a sense of cowboy bebop in my shit. Fuck so do I. Yeah, this is why I love episodic games. Speaking of cowboy bebop, when the yeah. fuck are we get in the new Tales from the Borderlands? I, want I, know. I don't care. I know. So I I've I've, I've been uh I've been playing I've been putting off playing Tales Gate the game of Thrones games just because i don't know like i like the episodic thing but i also like to be able to play like one a night so uh, I, end, I usually end up putting them up off until there's the whole season that's, yeah, that's fair yeah I, 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 I play them all as they're released uh, for, for me it's more satisfying to to have the space in between the episodes because i forget just enough about what happened in the first episode that uh it it feels like i don't know more of a renewed experience when i get to the next one I get that. My girlfriend's just too much of a product of the Netflix age. Where she wants, <laughs> yeah. where she needs, where House she needs a bunch God of it. Damn it all now. <laughs> so yeah, every every time I've tried to do that with her, she's like, "What? No. Why? Why is? Why aren't we playing the next one?" I was like, "Oh, it's like two months from now." She's like, "Fuck that." <laughs> um, we can totally hear you doing dishes, Arthur. Great. I'm not doing dishes. I'm washing my hands. Okay. <laughs> Nop writes in on a similar note. Uh, different problem. Uh, basically, I'm 25, and as a newspaper reporter, I've not been playing as much games as I used to. For some reason, games just aren't that exciting to me, except some. Mm-hmm. I just stare at my library on Steam or PS4 dashboard and could not get myself to actually play it. Have you guys ever experienced this? Will I ever yeah. get over the hump? Your answer slash help would be appreciated. I'm going through a bit of a malaise with my games lately, too. That happens like, to me all the time. And and then I And then I do things like... I'll go through periods where instead of playing games as much, I'm just like reading way yeah, more intensely yeah, or exactly. painting miniatures or painting miniatures <laughs> yeah. or, or playing board games like my, or even just watching a show with my girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, you know, I found now that being in a, being in a relationship makes it a bit more of a challenge to find times to marathon like I used to. So <laughs> imagine that. Um, yeah, exactly. 
Um, I watch way more TV now that I'm in a, I was about a to super say, steady relationship. Like, I've never marathoned television like I have. Since we started just being like, well, you want to watch four seasons of Mad Men tonight? <laughs> well, the alternative is talking to each other. Yeah. Well, we do, we do a lot of that too. So you know, but obviously any of those means you're not playing games. And so, what do we do to avoid learning anything about each other? Yeah, we, um, well, for, for Eleanor and I, we've been together long enough and lived just the two of us long enough that I think we've totally run out of conversation, so we resort to media to fill the My, void. <laughs> there's like a, a parody article on The Onion or something about like a relationship being on, on the brink of ending because they've run out of TV shows to watch. <laughs> um, I, like, uh, I, what's this letter writer's name? Nope. Or nope. N-O-P. This is the same guy, the 25-year-old that yeah. just wrote. Uh, stop looking for deals. Oh my god! Stop buying bundles of games. He stopped buying games <laughs> like, together. He or she, I don't. Right, I like stop building a library. Like the, and I say this as someone with a lot of fucking books and a lot of fucking games and a lot of fucking movies. Like, if you're building a library, like it devalues the things you have. Like this happened to me as a kid. Like I had a friend who had a tub, like a giant tub full of Nintendo games. Yeah. And when you hear about that shit, you're like, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing. He's got like a hundred Nintendo games. This is awesome. And what happens is like you spend two minutes on a game and you're fucking sick of it and you want to try something else. Like you have the more stuff you have, the less capacity that you that most people have, I think, to focus on any one thing. I would say that that's group. very true, Arthur. And my one friend who's married and his wife and him have a very strict budget. So unlike me, he doesn't spend needless money on games that may end up shrink-wrapped. Um, he, on the other hand, always plays all the games he buys, sometimes twice. You know? And, wow. and he right. really yeah. knows those games. But he's and, not buying, like, fucking 25 games a year, or, like, going on a Steam sale and saying, holy shit, I'm gonna buy 50 games. Yep. <laughs> oh, everything no. Square has ever made? Totally. 50 bucks? He's, def- he's definitely, uh, I got three games for Christmas, <laughs> and I will right. play those till I get three games for my birthday. Like, <laughs> type thing, you know? Yeah. So like, well, I, can't. I can I can definitely say that uh, if it wasn't for Rebel FM, I would play a lot less games. Like well, for I, us, I, there's like a pressure to play. Right, games there's a, there's a pressure about. to actually have something to talk. And about. And even then, look at us this week. Right, <laughs> we just exactly. didn't. Yeah, we just didn't. Yeah. Well, there was also a dry, kind of a dry spell. In I'm getting ready to move. Week. Yeah, you're getting yeah. ready to move. Uh, I kind like that of. there is kind of a dry spell it's because New Bloom right now. It's allowed me to play Wasteland Two and Alpha Protocol, which are games that I might not have played otherwise and that I really enjoy. I wasn't here last so. week. Do you like Alpha Protocol? I do. I, I really too. like it. People a hate lot. that game. I think it's okay, but I, I like so much of what it's doing. I, I totally understand why. Uh, you know, when you look at the the Steam reviews, there's thousands of them, yeah. and they, and it rates is mostly positive. Like, a lot of people really love that game, and I think for good reason. It's a fucked up game, but there's so much in it to like. I really yep. wish they could have, like, made a sequel. Me too. Or had five more years to put it on new well, consoles. Yeah, that too. Jordan Rodkey's going to bring this subject home. In 2014, I didn't play many games. I just didn't have a lot of funds and didn't want to spend my money on myself, so I filled the time with uh, roguelikes and small narrative-based games like Spelunky and Jazz Punk. Then comes the holidays where I get a PS4, and I just can't get into many games like Far Cry 4, Dragon Age, and Diablo that I know I should love. Hmm. I played and platinumed Far Cry 4, thinking to myself the entire time that I'm supposed to love this because I loved 3. Do you think 2014 <laughs> just made me unconsciously cynical? Do you have any no. stories about how you fell in or out of hobby you love? I think a lot of 2014 was about rehashing shit that people played in 2012 and 2013. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think it's very easy to get disillusioned with games if all you're doing is 
playing the sequels of the games that you loved back in the day because yeah. a lot of stuff just doesn't change for these sequels. That's why I can't really... I can barely open a Call of Duty even when I get it for free just because I know exactly what the game's going to be before I play it. Even though I know, like, this last one, I know that Ghost was supposed to be really good. I just couldn't bring myself Advanced to play Warfare, more. Advanced Warfare, Ghost was bad. Right, right, you're right. Yes. Uh, Advanced Warfare, like, I, I couldn't... I couldn't bring myself to play more than like the first two stages because I was like, I, this is not an experience that I want to spend my time on. And it's, even though I knew that like it was a really high quality shooter, it's like after a while, I think you, you get tired of even being in the universe of a game sequel or games that may be a new IP, but feel like other games uh, and maybe have even done it less good. I'm, uh, Oh crap! I was gonna reference a game, and now I can't remember the title of it. Sort of lost your train of thought there. No, it was. Uh, uh, I was gonna say I'm looking at you, X game, and now I can't remember what the game was. Um, no shout out. Like I, out yeah. I didn't play Far Cry Four last year for several Watch Dogs. reasons. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, okay. I, I feel like Watch Dogs was different enough from the other stuff I played, and I also don't play a ton of open world games that I yeah. enjoyed it, but I also reviewed it. Yeah. But like as a game that I didn't review, like. I couldn't bring myself to play Far Cry 4 for a few reasons, but I think the main one being that, like, I played that game. <laughs> like, I played Far Cry 3, and not only did I play Far Cry 3, but, but like, every one of the of Ubisoft's games is, like, converging into the monomyth of Ubisoft. Like, it's the same fucking ideas in every game. Yeah. And I don't need to do that. Right. Like, that... That's the thing that worries me about a new Rainbow Six, to be totally honest. Oh, like, really? Mm. Like, I, it's a totally different game than all their other shit, but I'm a little worried that they're going to figure out a way to try to add all the sort of progression and collectible systems of their other games in an attempt to, like, catch some of that same lightning in a bottle with a Rainbow Six game. Mm. And I do not like that idea. I do not like it at all. Um and I like that's the kind of thing that thinking about it makes me a little less interested in the division that all of their games are looking the same. And like, I get why someone wouldn't want, want to play another Call of Duty because like they all start to bleed together, even the good ones. And yeah. Advanced Warfare was different because ghosts sucked. <laughs> it sucked. It was awful. And I didn't play Black Ops 2 past the middle of it because I thought that it was gross. So like, it was a chance to play that game when I hadn't really spent a lot of time. Or invested a lot in it, but I, so I mean, like as far as getting over the hump goes, I think you just have to pay enough attention that eventually a game will come along that you want to play. But I would also encourage you to experiment and jump into games that you normally wouldn't try because you might find out that they're right up your alley. You know, something like Kentucky Route Zero. You know, oh, you, you may you may find is like, holy crap! I didn't know that games could do this. Kerbal Space Program. Man, yeah, Kentucky, Kentucky Route Zero. I yeah. tried, but I got I got through two episodes, and then I slowed down. After, like I didn't really. I don't yeah, know. I haven't. I haven't done. I've only done the first two episodes. I'm actually too. pulling an Anthony, and I'm waiting for it to finish. I played episode uh-huh. one, and was like, okay, this is great. I will play this when they're all out. Um, nice. like the an example of a game that I feel like a lot of people didn't play last year that kind of sucks because it was so different was Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, because it yeah. didn't feel like every other fucking game that came out last fall. Yeah, I just didn't think the story was interesting at all. And to me, like, Fair. I don't know, the, the mechanics were fun for a little bit, but then I got over it. Like, I don't know how far you got into that game. Only a couple hours. Yeah, you are nowhere even near. That's Act 1 still, probably. Yeah. 
Like, there's so much stuff but even in that then, game. Like, I agree with Anthony. That but world is not interesting to me. It's I, fun to fuck around in, but I'm not like, ooh, what a great character. I didn't think the story was motivation. bad. I, I thought, like, your character was basically non-existent. But I totally. think the characters in that world are are fun. Like, the scout leader who has no arms or legs. All of them reminded me of, like, Bully in terms of, like, exaggerated personalities of tropes you are kind of familiar yes. with. I like that a lot. But I still, I liked them quite I a think, bit. though, too, that I was never a big Tony Hawk pro skater fan. And I feel like that definitely affects Which is weird. enjoyment. Of How is that possible? Because yeah. I liked, if I wanted to play a game, I wanted to play like Skate, or I wanted to play the old well, Thrasher yeah, but game I mean like, on PlayStation. Skate. Yeah, Skate's so good. Dude, I had Skate or Thrasher, thing. which were way more yeah, hardcore yeah. about the tricks EA's you were. first Kickstarter game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I had this revelation today that one of my most anticipated games of 2015 is fucking PGA Tour. <laughs> I am so fucking excited for golf. Why? I haven't played a golf game. I, I reviewed Tiger 2012 and it had like a lot of problems. Have you always been into golf? Games? I love, dude. I love golf. I, worked I at a did golf course. not know this about I you. I worked at a golf course for five years. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. Well, wow. he is white. How come we've never gone driving <laughs> balls? Can, when you move here, can we please go golfing? McCaffrey and I were talking about. We going can golf. go drive I'll some go balls. Golf. I don't want to go to a driving range. It's not fucking golf. Let's go I've been to a driving range like twice in my life. That's the closest I've ever come. Yeah. Well, I do golf practice. We last, should. last time I went to the driving range to, to smack some balls, we uh, one of my friends hit the golf club against the ground so hard that the head of it went flying off into the driving <laughs> range. We uh, <laughs> at my at my old work, we went to the pro shop and we we're like, hey, could we like take a club out onto the driving range? Like, we just don't have any good ones down in the in the kitchen, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, and they said, yeah, yeah, no problem. Just bring it back. Like, don't fuck it up. It's fine. Like, you can totally rent this for whatever. You're an employee. And we brought it back because we. Like I, I hit the ball and it was like a perfect drive, probably one of the, like the farthest I've ever hit a ball. But the head of the club also came off for some reason. <laughs> there you go. And I was like, I don't know why this happened. Like I wasn't being dangerous. I wasn't being aggressive. Like I just had a really good drive and fucking it popped off. I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. Anyway, I really like PGA games. Uh, mm. And this, like, all the weird shit with Frostbite seems like it could be really interesting. Wait, they're right, using Frostbite in a PGA yeah, game? They're Dude, really, they're, it's like fucking Levolution in the fucking game and not just like <laughs> Haha Storms, like fucking like Paras- battleships and shit. Paracel Storm <laughs> is a fucking hole. One hole. Really? Yes. Wow. Where, like, you're, you're golfing and the fucking ship comes in and smashes into the island. And so- wait, wait, wait. Are you being serious right now? <laughs> Anthony, like you need the to go watch it. of miniature golf. <laughs> go watch the trailer for PGA Tour. I think it's 2015. That they're making, blows my mind. They're it's making extreme golf. golf. Yes. It's, the trailer for it starts out and you're like, all right, yeah, this sure looks like a PGA game. And then it cuts to Paracel Storm. And it's so good. That's the hurricane map in Battlefield 4. They should right. just like, make a fully 3D version of Stickman Golf. That's what this sounds like. Just make the it golf fucking thing is, like The golfing is totally like PGA. Like It's not like, oh, I'm going to do like wicked spins on this shit or have power-ups. It's just like you're golfing across this <laughs> totally stupid I mean, thing. you're going to do wicked spins if you're a pro. Right, but... Not, next they're gonna like, add they're gonna add some like on it. Next they're gonna add some mode where you have to keep hitting it before the zombies get to you or something. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude, I totally forgot that was even a game. Like wow. I thought it because normally they come out in like March, April, but now yeah. it's like I don't know when that game is, but I want it. I want Frostbite <laughs> Golf. That's really cool. So yeah, try playing something different. See if that like gets you over the hump. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I can't believe that's real. <laughs> I love it. It's so awesome. I can't believe you missed. I guess you didn't. I had no idea either. 
I was in at E3 last year. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Follow oh, yeah, E3 you much were either. like working. No, I wasn't. I was unemployed no? and swimming in a lake every day. Oh, <laughs> that's oh, that's right. God, it was two years ago. You worked the show for holy shit. Yeah, I would come home and just uh, you know read the news, but I wasn't watching any of the press conferences or anything like yeah. that. Oh and God. certainly, if I had seen a trailer on IGN's front page that said PGA, I look, I skipped over it. So I just yeah. I had no clue. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. I, that that was the one to watch. Apparently, right? Exactly. <laughs> Fuck. Tom um, writes in. Oh, sorry. Do you have a final thought, Anthony? No. Okay. Tom I'm, writes in. I'm empty. Yeah, you're just, <laughs> just done. Hey, gang. I was wondering if you have thoughts about your future with Dota. I used to play the OG Warcraft 3 mod version back in college, but had to uninstall it after a few years because it took up too much of my time and my playing it was actively harming my relationship. After a few years. <laughs> it remains an incredible game, but I don't think I can ever go back to it personally. Have you ever had similar experiences with MOBAs and MMOs? I, not it's, with MMOs because I never played MMOs, but I, don't, I have not been playing Dota long enough to have that. It's yeah. funny he says that because I was thinking, what's my future with Dota? Potential divorce or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I, uh, I had that experience with uh, with WoW actually. Like the when I, I that first you played a lot of WoW. Yeah, when I first started. Well, I played it in the beta and I played yeah, it when yeah. it first came out. And I played it like crazy and I was at a time in my life where it totally didn't fucking matter my job and my life and everything. I could sure. play as much as I wanted. Um, but then you know, like when things moved on i was like i can't play this anymore i want to go back to school and everything so i just cut it out of my life and uh then after uh oh, i think i've told this story on the show before well whatever like after my brother passed away and like i was really down and upset and everything like i wanted to go back to like kind of a comfort food experience that i didn't have to think about and so i started playing wow again and it actually did a lot to get me through a grieving period um it was social and at the time i didn't have a lot of social interaction in my life because uh, i you know moved to san francisco and stuff like that and i i didn't have i hadn't settled roots here yet and uh uh but like once i kind of moved past all that i just stopped playing again um yep. so i don't really have the experience of being so addicted to a game that it's like harming other stuff in my life but i've definitely returned to the same games uh because I want to either I want to heal or <clears throat> I want to avoid other feelings, you know. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's like a going through grieving by like letting yourself just not think about it as much. I totally yeah. a little bit of escapism sometimes is yeah. so good. Well, and the thing so. about an MMO or an, a multiplayer game, like I was playing a lot of Team Fortress 2 as well, is that uh I was playing with people that I knew and I was having a lot of social interaction even though it was virtual. And and uh, that's healing as well. Yeah. I don't know that I subscribe to the idea of being addicted to a video game. Like, you, there are times where I would certainly rather be playing Dota than doing something. But I don't feel like <laughs> that's... That's such a low bar. Like. <laughs> I, well, I know. I had this conversation with my rather... girlfriend last night. This, she was saying, like, I was saying, like, check this game out. It's so addicting. And she's like, why is addicting a good thing? Like, she, she, that language. Yeah, I, and feel, I, was I like, feel like co compulsive might be a better word. Yeah, I, well, I just mean, like, it wants to make you keep playing it. And she's like, yeah, that still doesn't sound like a good thing. I was like, well, I just mean that it's so fun. 
that it's fun, that it's good enough that you want to keep playing. Not that it's so good yeah. that it's like crack. I can't put it down. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, like video game journalism circa 2000 ruined it. Like that's the go-to term, even though I don't think it's Addictive, applicable. yeah. yeah. I, and like video game addiction is a thing that people worry about, and I don't. Like I, I play a lot of Dota. Like I think I play Dota more than a lot of people in my friends group because I'm on like, oh, the UK guys have gone to bed and now it's America's time or whatever. And I'm around <laughs> for like both time zones to play with them for a significant <laughs> amount of time. And there are certainly a lot of people we play with who do the same. Yeah. But and I spend a lot of my time with them. But at the same time, I can't think of a time where I have sacrificed like a social event or hanging out with my girlfriends so that I could play Dota. I've right. definitely sacrificed social events. <laughs> I've definitely done that. I, like, I didn't watch or uh, participate in the organization of my recreational tournament grand finals. Because you weren't allowed to. Because we had plans. Like, we, we had Sunday plans. So I was like, oh, shit, like, this is scheduled on a day where I have stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And like we're going to hang out and cook all day and watch TV and like do Valentine's weekend hangouts. And it's just like, this, is, I, this sucks that I can't watch my tournament. And I would love to, but I'm not going to go to Dota instead of hanging out with my girlfriend. Right. But... How many times have you been late to things because of Dota? There have been a couple, for sure, because the game ran long, or like I, I misjudged time. I think I've probably been late for the podcast because I queued for a game at 4, and was like, I'll be there at the station by 5. And you probably <laughs> told me you were recording unlocked. You fucking uh, uh, No, I, I don't lie about Dota. No, because I would <laughs> see it. Yeah, exactly. Like, that information is publicly accessible. You can see exactly when I started and finished playing a game at all times. Don't tell my girlfriend. <laughs> don't ever link her to my dota buff I, does alexa <laughs> ha, she has a steam account yeah there I'm are times sure. where i i will be at work in the morning and like when i get in the morning i log on just to like see who's playing are there any games i can watch whatever yeah. and i got i am somewhere like what the fuck are you doing i saw you five minutes ago on the street now you're playing dota well i'm, just, I'm not playing <laughs> no you don't the client is open yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I see that a lot during the day because you know i'll be working hard at work at the area five office and then i'll see mitch and arthur both in dota i'll be like what are you guys doing we certainly do like let's take a lunch break and play yeah, dota that, sure I, like i'll eat lunch super fast and then play a game yeah. of dota Give yeah makes sense to me or if i like stayed up super late the night before working i'm like i can probably squeeze in a couple of games of dota today <laughs> yeah but I, I can totally understand because uh, i've i've actually known people that played so much wow that it was totally affecting their social life, their and relationships. And yeah, um, because that's the thing is uh, uh, it's not so much that you're addicted to the game. You're addicted to, you know, the those little bursts of dopamine that you get when you're able to accomplish something. And, you know, it's a comfortable experience. It's easy to avoid the outside world when you have control over your interactions. Yeah. So, you know, it's like I, I totally believe that all behaviors are addictive to one form or another. Sure. And it is also turned Dota into could be too. a offline social experience for us too. Like we are more and more starting to do like, well, once a month, let's get everyone, like our entire group of friends who plays Dota. The out. Bay Area group. The, yeah. Uh, we decided it was the Bay Area Dota boys, the bad boys. <laughs> but we decided I mean, oh we had a really God. bad idea, and that was funny to me. Ironically, I think it says B O I S. Yes, that's uh, why the group is named Bad Boys, which right is now. interesting because that means something totally different in some subcultures. I did not know that. That's yes, why. I think really Jason does. changed the title of that. Um, but yeah, once a month really now, super does. we are. What does it mean? <laughs> you should Google B O I S. Oh, because I, I I live up near a place that I think is called Boy Boy Salon, and it's spelled that way, so I wasn't sure. 
I mean, it, it may not be related to what I'm talking about, but it has a very specific connotation, especially in San Francisco. Okay, in the cool. East Bay. Anyway, anyways, uh, we've taken to the, like our Skype people have been like, yo, we play a lot of Dota together. Uh-huh. But we don't really see each other that often. We should hang out. And now like once a month we'll go out and we have like the Dota friends night and we talk a lot about Dota, but we also talk a lot about other bullshit and we have like human interactions and it's great. And we get to see people who we wouldn't otherwise. Sounds gross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anthony, like you're going to be here for the next one. That. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anthony is going to be living in Emeryville. Yeah, oh, right. Whatever. You can crash on my couch or some shit. Oh yeah. Well, I'm just staying with Max, area. so I can stay wherever the fuck I want. The world <laughs> is your oyster. You own the Bay Area now. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I'll find a place very fast, though. That's the yep. goal. Yep, so yep. even as painful as it is to try and be like, oh, you mean I need like six thousand dollars to move into anywhere? Okay. Right. Yeah. So, Jesus. Yeah. This fucking place. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. That's all the letters I have. I don't know if you found any, Anthony. Uh, we can do a couple of Twitter questions and then... All right, and then, cool. Go for it. And then call it. Um, here's one that I thought was... At first, I thought, you're just fucking crazy. <laughs> and then I thought, we can talk about this. So, hold on. Let me see. Um, scrolling down, scrolling down. Okay. I, I do want to thank all the people who, like... Because, you know, I was sick for a couple podcasts. A bunch of people actually tweeted at me being like, how are you? Are you feeling mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So that was nice. That made me feel warm and fuzzy. So thanks for that. But not better. Yeah. I, uh, well, I did get better, so maybe it was magic. That's how it worked. Yep. Um, hey, positive energy goes a long way. Uh, yeah, man. Patrick Paul says, if they had gone with a free-to-play model, could Evolve have been the next Dota? Could they switch to one eventually? Now, first of all, I don't think they could ever switch to one because the game's out and they've sold it at retail. That being said, I could see like an Evolve sequel working as a free-to-play game where they sell heroes and stuff like that. If it was like I a PC-only thing, we're increasingly well. F- I by the time an Evolve sequel comes out, we will be well into the free-to-play era on consoles. Yes, uh, I yeah. I think that in five years it will be incredibly difficult for anyone but Activision or Microsoft to launch a multiplayer game that is not free-to-play. Oh, that's mm. such a scary future. It's so weird. Yeah, or or that's not a multiplayer game attached to a single player component or right. something. Yeah, I yeah. said it's weird, but at the same time, my mind instantly went like, if I hear about a multiplayer game, I assume that it's free to play. Like I look yeah. at Battleborn and I look at Battlecry, and I instantly assume that both of those games are free to play. Like at this point, it's like, oh, you're charging for that. <laughs> yeah, and like, <laughs> oh. I, don't, I don't know what part of my brain decided that that was something to be surprised about. Like, oh, you have multiple characters in a multiplayer only game? That's weird. Dude, why are you money? What? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely I, I don't I don't feel like Evolve One will ever change to that. That's just no, they will yeah. that'd be so much more development into new systems for yeah. it and stuff. It would have to be a spectacular failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or even like a major that. success for a while and they decided to change it because that t- would take so much money to change that game. Well no, because if, if it was a huge success for nine months, then they would totally take that and then there would be another game out two True. years after launch. True. Like, but I could easily see a sequel, not Evolve One but a sequel if it happens. Yeah. Totally and going I, down that and, route. And this isn't related to the to the Twitter question, but I can totally see free-to-play becoming the de facto model for fighting games as well. Yeah. I mean, buying characters as they come out. Yeah. Especially buying characters, buying stages. It's going to be so I, fucked up when it becomes like, well, you have to buy this character to stay competitive. I don't, I don't know when that will happen because the companies that own the fighting games that people care about are Japanese. And the Japanese yeah. companies 
have not figured out what they want to do with free to play yet. Unless it's mobile, in which case every game you make is free to play. Unless <laughs> right. you're Square, in which case every game is seventeen dollars. <laughs> which hey, if it works for them, that's great. But yeah, I am talking yeah. about like like platform fighting games. Yeah. yeah Hi, cat. No, detach yourself from my. Pants. So, uh, so I can <laughs> go ahead. He's making a pain in the ass. Go ahead. Uh, but go. What? I said go Anthony, ahead. I Matt. choose you. No, no, go Anthony. Okay. The, uh, the Thank God we don't have to. Yeah, do that'll be a anymore. lot easier. Yeah, when you're sitting on the couch next to us. I know. <laughs> um, shit. Um, so the final question of the night comes from Alex Crum, and he says, "The Talos Principle was my favorite single-player game of all time." Wow. wow. Nice. But he says, okay. "What should I play that's in the same neighborhood?" And the only Portal. thing I can think of is Portal. Wait. What did he say is the best? Talos, Talos Principle. He loved that game. Yeah. If you have played Portal One and Two, a hundred percent play those games. I feel yeah, like that's definitely. that's the easy answer, and I feel like so, everyone's yeah. played yeah. Portal. So um, yeah, but I mean, like, if uh, it, it's, I don't know why I think this, but I think like if somebody says Talos Principle is their favorite game of all time, then they couldn't have played uh, Portal. <laughs> then, then, well, I think like you know maybe they maybe you know they're younger, a lot younger than we are. They're and, three years old, and they're they're they've been ex- they they haven't been exposed to you know like maybe or maybe they really love different genres and they haven't been exposed to that many puzzle games. Uh, very different game, but I think would hit on a lot of the same high notes is Fez, something that has to do with just kind of perception and kind of strategic understanding of a space. Yeah, I think that's a really good one. If you have a mobile device, I think you'd like Hitman Go. Oh yeah, damn. These are all very different games from one another, but. But they have, but they feel like that same kind yeah, of vibe. Yeah, yeah, they fulfill the same kind of like fix from those kinds. Yeah, of games. Um, to kind of go totally backward on my addiction thing. <laughs> yeah. Limbo, ooh, braid, ooh, uh, the swapper. Uh, I'm still which haven't is played the swapper. Guy, oh yeah, neither have I. But people will not shut the fuck up about it. So swap, 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 yeah. Swapper's really good. Yeah, that's a good one. Swap, um, swap, and swap, and swapper. Sound like you were rapping. <laughs> what was airtight's? Quantum Conundrum. Quantum Conundrum. That's which was okay, one. but similar thing. You could probably enjoy that. Um, Fez. That's what Mitch said. Oh, yeah. sorry. Uh, Unfinished Swan. Hmm. I never played Unfinished Swan. It's really, really cool. I only played it at the IGF. Hmm. Uh, the Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. It touches. It touches. Mitch just on. said that to make me mad. I think <laughs> I said it. I said it genuinely, and then I looked at you going like slow, like mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> having some thoughts. I fucking love that game so much. <laughs> so do I. Uh, I think it's the best looking game of all time. By the way, uh, yeah. Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Yeah, there's so huh. there's a, there's a lot of puzzle games out there that I think we named. Honestly, I, what I would do is go and look at all those on Steam, even if you don't play on Steam. I mean, I guess you must if you're playing Talos Principle. And then just go look at them and then close out X's Steam and reopen it and see what Steam starts recommending to you. Because that shit's <laughs> been pretty on point for me lately. Damn, I never thought of that. That's great. Yeah, the Steam recommended stuff has actually worked out really well for me. So, And it's been hitting up, like, I started looking at all these building games like Besiege and Kerbal, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, did you know this building game's out? And I'm like, no, I fucking didn't. That's awesome. <laughs> and I think so. a big part of that actually has been the community tags. Yeah. Um, cause you know, how the community can tag games and then those tags can be upvoted. Uh, that shit has worked out really well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's some good shit good out one. there. So yep. I think actually, I didn't think we'd be able to answer that question outside of portal. 
No, so I, I, mean, I am proud to see that we were. I was very. Yeah. I'm I still was, trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, I if you, even if you're, it's a very, very different game than everything we talked about. But Hitman got me thinking. Like, I yeah, hit play Blood Money. It's it's about complex problem solving in space. Oh man, Blood Money! Holy shit! Yeah, that's actually a really good. I mean, abs- Absolution, I think, hits on a lot of the high notes from Blood Money. If you want to go even farther out of the box, like Splinter Cell Conviction. Oh shit! Uh, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Con- you think? I'm sorry, I didn't mean Conviction because Conviction is an action game. Oh, Splinter shit. Cell Chaos Blacklist. Theory and Splinter Cell Blacklist. Blacklist. All right. Ooh, I think. Uh, what was that DS Ghost Recon game? Oh, uh, oh, uh the, pu- the puzzle one. Yeah, yeah or the turn-based game. one. Yeah, it was. It was a 3DS launch game. That game is actually pretty good. Shadow Wars. It was. It was yeah. like. It was like XCOM yeah. Light. Yeah. Oh, in XCOM. God. At, at, speaking of DS, Ghost Trick. I never played Ghost Trick. Ghost Trick is so good. It's on iPad. Um, I feel like we're not even recommending games game in the same ballpark. Like no, I think that like you we're showing like a lineage of stuff. It's just it's abstract problem solving things. Yeah. All right. Fuck! I want to play all of these games again. I never want to play a new game again. Just go play all the Phoenix Wright's games. Fuck! <laughs> Great call. <laughs> so. Not all of the Phoenix Wright games. The first one, like one especially. Three. Yeah. Uh, First and second one are both Aren't super they on like good. 75 now or something? Just, yeah, they are. Just play them all. <laughs> Nine spinoffs and you play as the villain and shit. I've played them all. They're all so good. So, <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening. Um, uh, oh. I would like to take a moment and uh, tell the, the person who listened to our... Uh, who won the NVIDIA Shield during our Extra Life, Rebel FM Extra Life oh, live yeah. stream. I finally got the NVIDIA Shield from NVIDIA, and it will be shipped out to you shortly. Congratulations. Congratulations. Hope you enjoy. Oh. And uh, thanks for participating in that event. It was great. Well, there you go. Shit. I didn't even know that was... That was we didn't send that yet. Also, <laughs> now I forgot you and everybody that, else does. we did it. Completely. <laughs> was I asleep? Probably. Oh, yeah. You uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, fun fact. I don't know if this will still be applicable on Friday. Hopefully it is, because uh, normally these deals last more than one day. Frozen Synapse is free on iPad. Huh. Only oh, shit. Bucks. Frozen Synapse is fucking awesome. All right. So check that out. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks for listening. You've all been great. You're pretty great. We like you a lot. We love you. And we <laughs> want you to go out there and we want you to be awesome people. So don't be a shithead. Uh, you can send in your own non-shithead <laughs> letters to eat dash, letters at eat-sleep-game.com. You can say all kinds of non-shitheaded things to us on Twitter. <laughs> I'm at Chuff Money. Arthur's A-E-G-I-E-S. Uh, Mitch is at Mitchie D. And Matt is at Talking Orange. Cool so, shit. Uh, go check out Polygon, where Arthur does work, does all those reviews, and edits all them reviews for you. And he's even talked about... Uh, didn't you do... You, Arthur, you did an interview uh, with... Uh, Ars Technica? Is that what it was? About your yeah, I talked policy? to Ars Technica about uh, Polygon's review stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. You can go check that out. Um, and then you can go to IGN.com to see the stuff that Mitch is constantly, constantly doing. Pooping out. And uh, don't <laughs> re- remember to follow Outer, at Outerlands Doc on Twitter if you want to become a slacker backer and learn about the updates of the upcoming Area 5 kickstarted documentary series about video games. So... Yay. And last but not least, go check out Marvel Heroes, the game I'm going to be working on. It's gotten so much better. It so really has. I'm really happy to be working on something that I'm like, oh, this is really good. So that's really <laughs> that's 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 a very rewarding thing to say. So awesome. Yeah. Well, we can't can't wait till you're back down here with us, Anthony. Yeah, great. It'll be soon. All right. And with that, we're out.
I don't recognize you anymore. 